All right, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ian. And today's episode, as you guys have read the title, we're going to talk about was 2022 the year of like the best year for toy collecting? In particular, like for, I guess, I guess adult toy collectors, particularly for Marvel Legends, Mayfax, Mezco, stuff, so on and so forth. And I'm trying to think how I want to word this. And, or just trying to pick up a thought. And I believe so, yes. I think from all the toy lines we got, from all the figures we ended up getting, I think 2022 set the bar. You know, from getting. You know, Cyborg Superman to getting Azrael Nightfall Batman to, you know, mo- you know, more retro classic cartoon look of Iron Man to Galactus, which was just insane to get for, to like Mezco Constantine, Mezco, you know, Steel Deluxe Box Wolverine, all these figures, they set the bar higher and they showed like hey we you know we're right now we're in the golden age of you know toy collecting and the reason why I can say that is because I mean one of the biggest factors is within being 2022 being the golden age of toy collecting we also had a HasLab in the Hell Charger HasLab that Failed because a lot of people looked at the price being too much. When the previous month, the His Tank, you know, sold like crazy. And the reason why I bring that up, like I haven't talked about it before or anything like that, is simply because it was such a divisive topic. And so many people were either hating it, so many people were either loving it, wanting to back it. I was just like, it's not worth me, you know going in on it, giving my, you know, full-blown, like, opinion when there are people that have already done that from Bobby Valla to Articulate Ninja, people on 3POA, and people like Boog, who, you know, repped it, and other other friends that I had, they're like, yeah, no, that's not a bad price. I was like, hey, I see what you're talking about. I know you don't think it's a bad price to me. I felt like it was too steep. I think it should have been, like, 250 like, that's just me. But it's either here nor there. And there was plenty of other social media influencers and people in the toy collecting community that gave their opinions on it. And it was one that was just constantly getting clicks. And it just set the tone for, I think, how high the bar had risen for us toy collectors. I guarantee you if that come out in 2020, 2021, and it had, you know, maybe a le- a slightly lesser price point, I think people would have probably bought into it easier. And when, when the, Even though I think people would have bought into it easier, I think people would have, if it was at 320, 20, or 2021, People might have been a little more tempted because one, something different with HasLab, 
They're curious to see what they're getting. And for what was being given, some people could kind of get over it a little bit. Now, not saying it would have been perfect. It would just probably barely scrape by what it wanted. And then, you know, that would have been it. But Hazra was smart when they initially started it. And they did the Sentinel, which to me is just a great piece. And then they did Galactus right after. I mean, I think that also going into 2022 is what also hurt them. Is the fact that you created two top tier, like amazing figures. That are great for display. You can play with, you can do whatever with. And at the end of the day... They were just great and amazingly well done. Hell Charger had cool things, but it wasn't going to be worth its money at the end of the day. And it just showed that, kind of bring it all back, 2022 for all we had gotten and all the engineering feats and this, that, and the other, we saw that we can't just accept bare minimum effort at a high price point. We just couldn't. It's why, you know, when you look at a lot of toy collectors now in 2022, they get a Marvel Legend. It's not like, oh, man, you know, this is such a great figure. Like, yeah, it's a good figure, but we've seen this body mold used a lot. We've seen the Bucky Cap body. We've seen this. We've seen that. We've seen single jointed elbows on females again. This, that, and the other. We're being more critical in the fact that we know lines can make better toys and the fact that you know toy companies aren't always doing that is crazy but we also understand it's cost effective you know if they wanted straight up brand new engineering every figure it would be figures more than likely end up being outrageously priced and we wouldn't have gotten I mean, if I'm being honest, we wouldn't have gotten half the figures we've gotten in Marvel Legends, half the ones we got, you know, anywhere. And we as collectors would have been like, you know, like, I've got the thousand Spider-Man, I've gotten the thousand Batman, Superman, so on and so forth. And we would all be annoyed. And we'd be like, well, I want something new. I want X-Men. I want something else. Now we're getting all the figures. And yeah. Are they perfect representations of them? No. But they're great strides forward showing like, okay, cool. We are that much closer to getting like arguably the best version of the character. Now will, you know, major toy companies ever make the most perfect figure ever? Not really. And I, and I stand by this and the simple fact is if you make the perfect figure... It will only last for so long in the sense of reset of like how many times do you want to sell that same character? And just thinking about that. Now, I guess to add a little more context to it, Hasbro, in particular, let's say we, we talk about the Renew Your Vows Spider-Man body versus the Amazing Fantasy Spider-Man body. That debate was a hot one this year due to the fact that you had two amazing 
Spider-Man bodies that were made. And I personally wouldn't renew your vows just because I was like, you know, I like the fit. I wanted an unmasked Peter Parker head. I wanted, you know, an updated penless Spider-Man body. And at the end of the day, I wasn't super pressed to get the amazing fantasy Spider-Man body. Now, I've seen a lot of people get a lot of credit. And I see exactly why it deserves the credit it does. You know, I picked one or the other. If I happen to stumble across an Amazing Fantasy Spider-Man figure or the Cell-Shaded Spider-Man figure, oh yeah, I would get it. Just because I was like, okay, cool, I can pick it up. It's got a lot of stuff. I'd pick it up. But am I dying? Is that going to be like my definitive Spider-Man? Probably not. You know, realistically... I think the Renew Your Vows Spider-Man probably is my definitive Spider-Man. Now, I know we did the classic Mayfix Spider-Man that came out this year, and it's a great figure, but I've we've seen the body before. And the fact that this is like, what, now the... We've had a comic... Re, we had the initial release, the comic repaint, and now we've had the classic symbiote and then we had the ben riley so we've had five versions of the spider-man on that body it's a perfect body it's a great one for the figure but at the end of the day it's still the same thing i love the mafex classic spider-man i love the colors they pop they do everything and if that was going to be my go-to spider-man i would make it and i would have no complaints that was the last spider-man ever picked up but I think in the same vein, I think the Renew Your Vow Spider-Man, in my opinion, kind of edges it out a little bit because it's a little, st- little stiffer. It can get positions. It can do a lot of stuff. And to me, fun factor, it kind of apply- applies in. Yeah, Mafex always beat out with accessories and hands and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I think the Renew Your Vows is just as good with it. And I'm sure the amazing fantasy Spider-Man body is just as good as well. But that brings up the same thing what we had talked about before. 2022 being the year like a golden age of toy of like toy collecting. The fact I can make that reference and feel as though a standard Hasbro figure can be on the same level as a Mafex to in a lot of people's eyes is crazy. Because Mafex built prides itself on being extremely comic accurate, extremely posable, and just being, you know, that bar that you have to, you know, get past. And I'm not mad at that at the end of the day. Because it shows how much farther we've gone with domestic toy making at the end of the day to close a major gap. That for collectors, yeah, you don't need to pay $80, $90 for a figure. You can just pay, you know, buy the two-pack. That was like 52 53 or get it on sale or whatever. And you honestly get very similar things. And you can just be almost just as happy. So that that to me just shows just how much the gap is closed. 
Now there's still glaring things between because at the end of the day, just because the gap has been closing doesn't mean there's still not room for improvement on both ends because Mayfax definitely has their own tropes and issues that they have. And at the end of the day, you know, for as great of figures, and I love myself, Mayfax, I've got, God, at least eight, nine, maybe ten at the minimum. And then, of course, I got Steel, Nightwing, and I think the Robert Pattinson Batman on pre-order with Ami Ami. You know, it just, I don't think I'll be able to go back on it, if that makes sense. So, I mean, it's just crazy to think about it. But to kind of just, let's move forward from kind of like the more Marvel stuff. So, for independent toy lines, like big toy lines that aren't Mattel or, you know, McFarlane right now, or even hell, or no, I should say Hasbro, Mattel, or hell, even McFarlane. You know, Storm Collectibles really showed up this year. You know, the one that really, I think, set the gold standard and really came out the gate firing and was just ready to go was Valiverse. I know I talked about Valiverse versus G.I. Joe in an earlier podcast, and I kind of want to make some corrections to my statement where I was like, oh, yeah, Valiverse is, you know, unfortunately, it's just the slightly more expensive one. And at the time, it was. But for the price point you had, for everything you were getting, it was still worth it. I mean, it's still worth it now, looking at it. You know, $31.99, I mean, he hasn't raised prices for multiple sets of hands. All the stuff you get, I mean, to me, it's worthwhile. G.I. Joe just dropped their Kamakura, what, like, I think, like, three months ago? I think back in, like, September or October. And they were like, yeah, this is, like, I think it was, like, what, $31.99, $32.99, something like that. Maybe even, heck, $33.99. And for what you got, I think Valver still gave you more at the end of the day. The multiple hands, the multiple guns, great posability with the figures. It kind of just showed that, you know, of the two, Valverse being a brand new line, Bobby Val is paying attention. And I think that, you know, he's setting the bar of like, hey, we cannot accept in military figure wise except just basic figures because he can do basic figures with like multiple hands that come with a weapon. He does them. He does the, these generic figures that come with two heads, like one with like uh, pretty much like a like two different race heads. He has a I think black face and then a white face where it's just like literally they're covering a mask, but you can see like their skin tone and just the eye area. And to me, that's genius. You get multiple hands. Now he's including like a pistol or a weapon with it. You can buy, you know, armor packs, this, that, and the other. It's pretty smart. Or if you're like, hey, you know what? I want to buy like figures he's created. 
in particular, like ones based off of, let's say, you know, Trigger or Duster, who's just Tim Kennedy's character or Rollout, anything like that. He created the characters and he's, you know, utilizing proper weapons. You get good armor that comes with them and it sets the tone for great figures he's made, in my opinion. And it really closes the gap. Now, I will say, I think G.I. Joe, of the two, between the two, I think G.I. Joe might have only really beat them out due to the fact that you had the Bats, Crimson Guard, and the Alley Vipers, and the Viper 3-pack. Their amount of villains that they dropped in Army Builders was nuts. Now, I will say, on Val versus side, he dropped some good ones. The Swarm and the Scarabs, in my opinion, you imagine seeing them in real life. Like Imagine somebody being decked out in that armor in real life. Like They would scare the bejesus out of you. Like The Swarm figure made it in my, or no, Scarab figure made it in my, I think my top five of the year because of just how, I know it made in the top ten of this year, for just how great of a figure it was. Like, I love what they did. It's a great army builder. It fits well with aim. It, you know, it does everything you want in an action figure. It, you know, comes multiple hands, comes with multiple hands, multiple weapons. You know, it does everything right. And I'm happy about that. And also backs the idea of, like I've been saying, 2022 is the gold standard for toy collecting because an independent toy company like Valiverse Action Force came up, showed up, and took it to Hasbro and showed, hey, I can still make great figures at a good price point that some people are like, oh, well, it's a little too expensive and make collectors eat crow on it and to me, I'm happy about that. Because at the end of the day, he he did it. Like, I'm happy to take an L on it because he's showing everybody. It's like, I make great figures. This is what you should be doing for your fans. And it backs the idea of toy companies need to do more than just the bare minimum to get money at the moment. You know, it's the reason why Marvel Legends and... Star Wars Black Series and Mattel with their Masters of the Universe He-Man stuff like that and Super 7. As much as they want to give you certain figures and they're like, oh yeah, this is like a definitive version of the character. This is what we want. We want, we want to give you this, that, and the other. They're not giving you all that as a collector you would really want. I mean, I, I hear enough crap Super 7's getting, and as much as I like their Thundercats figures, because I've bought Lino and I got Panthro, I, in all intents and purposes, I could live without them. And I, in all intents and purposes, I wouldn't be like, oh man, like I really, you know, I, I wish somebody would give me more of a retro styled version of the character. Like, I wouldn't be missing that. You know, I, I, 
I like Thundercats. I really do. I would love for them to be made by, you know, somebody else and give them a little more modern looks. Like, imagine if Mattel was like, you know, let's just redo them, but like actually give them great looks again. Yeah, they could do it easily. But the license is probably just a little too expensive. And Super 7's like, cool, we can make great figures. Or a, I shouldn't say a great figure. You know, hmm, i trying to think how I want to word this. The figures are good. I think there's things they, that Super 7 did that works well. And it copies off of what made the great figures when they got initially released from Mattel look really great. But in that same vein, there's not enough innovation that has changed for them to be like, oh man, this is like definitive versions of the character. Now, Super 7 could definitely do more and do a lot more for their figures. But at the end of the day, they, they just won't. Now, whether that's by choice or not, I can tell you. There's plenty of interviews out there. I'll let you guys kind of figure out your own opinion. If I'm honest, I probably won't collect that much Super 7. Just due to the fact that past maybe the Thundercats, I think that might be it. I'm not super pressed for Silverhawks from them. I'm not pressed for any of that. And it's mainly due to the fact that I know we can get better figures. And... For their price point, why am I paying like fifty-five dollars, fifty to fifty-five dollars for a single jointed arm and leg figure with some with a great head sculpt with multiple hands? When I can spend that same money, put it into Valiverse, and buy you know great army builders. Buy his original characters, buy his generic soldiers. They're only $21.99. And support a company that is doing it, that is out there for innovation. So it kind of rounds it all back. And I think this just sets the bar for all toy companies going forward. If you all do not step up, even though we're in the golden age of toy collecting, other companies are going to take your spot. Hell, even McFarlane's been making some strides. His figures aren't perfect, but he's definitely showing like, hey, I we still got more in the tank. I will keep cranking them out. I'll keep making great figures. And when I finally make the best figure, y'all will know. I mean, his Bane figure, his Bane mega figure, great. Swamp Thing figure, mega figure, immaculate. His Mortal Kombat stuff's consistent. You know, his, all the other figures he's been making, they're good. They're, you know, are they the best? No, but they're great showing, like, great steps forward showing, like, cool, we know what can be done with them and sets the tone for other groups that y'all need to watch out. And it's just the truth. So let's kind of, I'll close this up. Overall, 
2022 had a lot of highs and a lot of lows from, you know, still dealing with shipping to unknown dates to, you know, people not knowing when stuff's going to come out. G.I. Joe testing waters on things with their distribution, them, you know, getting out a good amount of stuff and them surprisingly still end up being looked at as like the, the toy line of the year. And, and all intents and purposes, I mean, they, they earned it, but if I'm going to even go in with this, I think Valver's earned toy line of the year. It really did. For all Bobby Valley was able to do in 2022, he set a standard. And to me, he he was the gold standard for what you as a toy collector should expect for 2022 from any action figure. If you've not picked up a Valverse figure, pick it up. Whether it's one of the generic ones he's got, or you're like, hey, you know, I want to get one of his bigger characters. Pick it up. You will see why I think it Valverse is the 2022 stand, gold standard toy line for this year. And it's just the truth. I think that we overall, as collectors, demand more and need more. Now, should we be checking our expectations, so on and so forth? I do believe so. I think that for as much as we want great, consistent, new, pinless figures, we just got to take L's in some areas and just be like, okay. Because companies like Hasbro and Mattel and so on and so forth, they're not just going to give you a pinless, you know, like, just really weird one-off character. They're just not. They're going to save that because they recognize we have a whole list of characters and people want like Jim Lee Cyclops, people want Wolverine, people want Spider-Man, Thor, all that. And they're, you know, end of the day, they're going to look at cost. Just being honest. And I'll look at what we get for characters. Just being honest with ourselves. It really is. I mean, if anyone who hasn't really looked at how we ought to get a lot of the figures, I mean, it's what we do. It's how we've gotten them. So, maybe changing our opinions, giving a little bit of leeway when we have to. But at the same time, holding them accountable. When we know it's what we should be doing. So. Keep collecting guys. You know. Overall. Whatever my opinion is. People are going to collect what they want to collect. If you're a giant fan of Super 7. If you're a giant fan of Mezco. Mafex. Legends. McFarlane. Whatever you are a fan of. Keep collecting it. You know. Keep. You know. Repping it. Because at the end of the day. It only helps the toy industry. And if it's something you like, who cares what other people's opinions are? And 
for all of us that celebrated the you know the failure of the Haslab Hellcharger, you know, I think we we should be proud of that because we showed with our own money, hey, you cannot give us subpar and more expensive stuff. We're already dealing with enough of a hit in the pocket with $25 a figure. It's just not fair. It's really not. So, in the end, for all the highs we had, we did have some lows. You know, from price point to feeling like we were being just taken out and used just for our money. I mean, it's crazy. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's toy collecting, man. They're, we are in a very niche hobby. And <laughs> we managed to even get an article written about us where it says we're kid alts or whatever, which to me I feel like is completely redundant at that point calling us kid alts, not the article itself. Because in truth, yeah. I guess to kind of give a basic summary, the article was pointing out the fact that adult toy collectors really do hold up the toy collecting community. And it's the truth. Anyone who doesn't believe that is, you know, you're you're kind of living under a rock. The adult toy collectors really do hold up the the toy collecting community. I mean, let's be honest here. Kids haven't seen a Fantastic Four cartoon, but we did when back in the 90s, or we read the Fantastic Four comics, or our parents read the Fantastic Four comics, and they bought those figures, they bought those figures themselves, and they've continued going. You know, crazy as it sounds, we, the adult toy collectors are lit, literally the ones holding up the industry for a reason. And... We're trying to pass on new generations. We're trying to keep it up. But, I mean, it's time. It's society. You know, video games have made it up there. You know, they the craziness and how far video games have gone is insane. And I'm here for it. You know, I have no issue with it at the end of the day. Like, I, like, my dad was a toy collector, kind of just passed on to me, and I just kept it going. Maybe I'll keep it up with my kids, I don't know. I'll see what they want to do, but at the end of the day, once I have them, like, I'll see what they want. But I can almost make a bet to myself they're probably going to be more into video games because it's more interactive. Doesn't mean there's not great toy sculpts and stuff. It's just going to be how it is. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, anyone who doesn't believe the adult toy collectors really hold the mar really hold up toy collecting at the moment, you're you're not seeing the writing on the wall and you're not seeing the truth in what's being sold to you. You you just not. But uh yeah, sorry to kind of make it end on like a little bit of a note, like a sour note. Let me let me add to it on this. I think 2023 is going to be a great year for toy collecting. I think looking at 2022 with figures like Storm Shadow, who's an all-star figure, the Crimson Guard, 
the Scarab from Valiverse, the Sentry Swarm from Valiverse, Trigger, Duster, you know, Mafex is with Cyborg Superman and Azrael Nightfall Batman and all these other figures that have come out this year. They have really and truly shown what the toy collecting community wants and what it is about and what we expect. And I'm proud I got some of those figures. Like, I got my Cyborg Superman on display. I love the figure. I love the cannon. I love what they did. It's a little basic to an extent, but not in a bad way. It gets the character. It feels like it came off the comic book page. And to me, that's what's most important. You know, I love the fact that we're still getting more Marvel Zombies figures. Something that we would have never gotten before. And I'm glad we're getting them. You know, some of them look like they could have been a little bit better. Like, particularly the zombie Iron Man. He definitely could have been a little bit better. Compared to Scarlet Witch and Captain America, he, they definitely had some areas of, like, they could fix. But hopefully they continue it. Because I think a lot of fans want that. They want more zombie Marvel characters. They want to build up that universe. And I'm here for it. It's something different. It's something new to play around with. And in the end, it's, you know, it only makes toy collecting and what we should expect better going to the future. So thank you guys for listening. As always, you guys can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You guys can also listen to me on Anchor, Podbeam, wherever you listen to your podcast. And uh, yeah, have a great day. Bye.